Welcome to the Dark Links Podcast. I'm your host, Jermaine Beckley. This is episode three. Uh, this is about um, following your dreams, or if you should follow your dreams, and a kind of a story, a Navy story about when when I was in the Navy, how I could have been a, uh, a Navy photographer. Um, this is actually my second time recording this because uh, the first time I recorded it, I even played it back. And uh, it played well, but then when I tried to transfer the file to my computer, um, it wouldn't recognize it. And then it wouldn't play again back into the recorder. So not sure what happened, but uh, sorry I've been gone for a few weeks or whatever, but uh, trying to re-record this again. But anyway, just to get that out the way, just to let you know. But anyway, um, so when I was in the Navy uh, back in 1996, uh, I, I went into the Navy undesignated. And that means that I just didn't have a specific uh, job rating uh, going into the Navy. When I talked to my recruiter, uh, he had, you know, I was interested in, you know, uh, things about aircraft and everything. He showed me the movie Top Gun. I think they said Top Gun was one of the the top rating movies that was, uh, you know, for recruiting people into the Navy. And, um, so we watched the movie. I don't know if I watched the entire movie inside his office, but I know I watched some of it. Um, and I was like, yeah, I want to do that. I want to work around aircraft or whatever. And, uh, you know, shout out to him. He, he actually sent me to a squadron rather than sending me to a ship. Um, cause you know, some other people would, they would go to a ship and they would be part of the carrier crew, but you wouldn't work on aircraft until the aircraft actually came on there, which was come from the squadron. So, he sent me there. Um, I went on to uh, what they call plane captain school. I uh, forget the actual name of it, but I went to learn about being a plane captain for uh, S3 Viking aircraft. It's an old aircraft. They don't even use it anymore. They used to use it for tanking, but uh, they since um, got rid of that aircraft and they use a different one now. But anyway, just a backstory on that. But so after getting in, in the Navy, uh, I can't remember exactly what really piqued my interest about photography. I know I was really interested in just taking good photos, right? And I wanted a good camera. And so I remember uh, we were, this is in 96, yeah, early 96, uh, we were on a workup. And workup, we would usually go out to see and, you know, kind of do different exercises out there where the, the, the planes would, you know, go out to see, uh, launch around and things like that. Uh, but it was close to, you know, to land. It wasn't too far off. And um, it was a long extended period of sea time. Usually you go out for that time and you may be out for like 45 days. So during that time, we would go to different ports. And we went to like Fort Lauderdale and St. Thomas, St. Martin. Um, and I remember going into Fort Lauderdale. And once we once we got there, I went to a camera shop. Now, what got me interested into the specific camera that I was looking for. It was a Canon Rebel uh, G was what I was looking for, but I didn't see any in the shop. It was a wolf camera, which I don't think they have, even have wolf cameras around anymore, but they didn't have the, the Rebel G. They had the Rebel 2. And um, so I went and I purchased that. I got a kit lens or whatever. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a great camera. And I, <laughs> it's funny because when I, the reason why I bought that camera too was because I saw uh, an ad from Canon and it was featuring uh, a tennis player, Andre Agassi. And they showed the, him using the camera or showing 
someone using the camera, taking pictures of him during his tennis matches, which <laughs> obviously is, is advertisement. They're going to try to make it seem as if you can really catch a lot of action with it. Um, but that camera isn't really something used for professional use. I think if you just got lucky, you could get a shot like that. But anyway, I actually do still, but I don't have that particular camera anymore. I actually bought um, that camera again off of eBay. I think I paid about like $35 for it, which is crazy because at the time when I bought the camera brand new in 96, it was about $350 plus, if I can remember. So anyway, I had the camera, like I said, didn't know anything uh, how to use it or anything like that, but I would use it while I remember going on the deployment and, you know, taking pictures of my friends, going to different places, different ports. Um, I think the first time that I used it, uh, we were, besides in Fort Lauderdale, um, I, I might, I think the first port may have been Spain and I think Paris. I know I had some pictures when I was in Paris and I, um, I think my dad still has that book of taking pictures and there was one one really good picture that I think I kept um and like I said I think he has the book but on our way to Paris uh another story uh Halle Berry the actor actually I came onto the ship and she was greeting a lot of people and uh you know sign autographs and things like that well when we go over to into the port into Cannes France is actually where we uh hit the port I had to actually take a a train from Cannes to go to Paris, but we pulled into Cannes, France, and um, you know you have to get on these kind of tugboats or what we call ferry boats or whatever that would take us from the ship because the carriers are pretty big. You know, it's, it's a huge ship. You can't always just park pier side, so um, you take a ferry boat pretty much from the ship to uh, the port. And so, getting on that ship on that ferry boat. Uh, they were kind of holding up and I was like, why are they holding up? Well, Halle Berry actually happened to get on that ferry boat that we were on. And so, you know, she kind of had her crew and everything like that. And everybody was like, oh my gosh, she's on the boat or whatever. So, so, uh, she was on the same ferry boat that we were on. Didn't talk to her then, but then we get across over there and me and my friends, now I think it may have been about shoot, 10 of us or whatever. And we were just walking around and just so happened it was a street. And she just happened to be coming around again with her entourage or whatever. And we only knew this because there was some, I guess, local people who had seen it and they were screaming. I was like, oh, Holly Berry, whatever. I didn't even know people in France that kind of knew her. But there were some people actually there that that, that knew her and they were trying to, to, to get her an uh, autograph or whatever. But she came around and um, we we saw her and I had my camera. Right. And I'm just like, hey, can you know, uh, can can we take a picture? She's like, sure. So. <laughs> I'm all happy. I got a cheese, you know, smiling grin from ear to ear. And uh, like I was standing next to her and my friend was on the other side of her and all everybody else was on, the, uh, you know, kind of behind her and everything like that. So we, we took the picture or whatever. And of course, obviously I had my camera. I was the only one who had a camera at the time because I mean, this is 96, 97, it might have been 97 around that time because uh, the, the deployment went from 96 to 97. So I think it was maybe January of 97. But anyway. Um, you know, I was, I was really happy about having that. So that was just like, okay, I'm definitely going to be taking pictures. Like, you know, I got a picture of Holly Berry, my camera. Um, but 
again, I didn't have anybody that was teaching me anything about photography. There was nobody who uh, I could like go to and look for as far as for photography. But I did know that there were people on the ship who kind of did this for their job. I didn't know at the time that that was a rate and uh, also didn't know like how they were getting their pictures or, you know, developed or anything like that. I had no, like, again, I didn't, I wasn't any, I didn't have a whole lot of knowledge about photography. I just knew that, you know, you put a canister of film in there and then you give it to somebody else and they get it developed. Well, on the ship, I didn't know at the time, they actually have their own kind of lab. They had a lab that they would develop their pictures and uh, they would um, use some way of, of scanning these these uh, files and they would send them out to uh, different, you know, publishing uh, of, of like papers that were on the ship or if the photographer was good, they could probably send it and get it uh, published into what we would call uh, an all hands magazine, which was kind of a publication for the Navy, for the entirety of the Navy. And so m- most of the people who were taking the pictures were, you know, sailors. But then I, I'm sure that there were probably some professional photographers who were probably either hired to be on, on board or they could have been prior enlisted and they kind of know the job. They kind of know everything about it. So. But at the time, I didn't again, I didn't know anything about it, but I did after after some years, I was like, oh, I could probably cross rate and be a photographer's mate. I had the the probably intention of wanting to do it, but I didn't have the drive to really want to do it. And the reason is because uh, I was following the money. Right. As an aviation electrician, I got paid to be an aviation electrician. Right. Like. The Navy was giving bonuses if you reenlist in a thing like that. I was like, well, if I'm going to be in the Navy and they're going to pay me, I'm like, <laughs> why not? Uh, but again, I, I still had my, um, you know, not necessarily passion at the time, but I, I definitely wanted to keep taking photos and I definitely wanted to learn about photography and things like that. Um, it wasn't until some years later, well after, and uh, getting into a squadron and this didn't happen. Well, let me let me take that back. 2002. Uh, that camera had actually gotten stolen in 99. Uh, I had an apartment that got broken into, so someone stole it. But around 2002, I bought the di- my first digital camera. Um, you know, was really kind of messing around with it. But then around 2004, when I got serious and bought my first DSLR, was when I really, really wanted to get serious. Uh, shot weddings and things like that. But then... Uh, the commands that I was in, they were, you know, people were hiring me to like take pictures of events that were going on. And, uh, I taken pictures of like, you know, when, when we would go golfing or whatever, or even one of my, um, commanders who had a son who was in a, uh, he was doing water polo and he was like, Hey, can you come and photograph some of his events? And I did, I, I can't find any of those photos. I think they got lost on a hard drive that failed. It's the thing about digital. <laughs> but those uh, I I did take pictures of that. And all of this is just repetition and getting better and better and better. And I was also just so much interested in trying to learn. And I would look at other photographers work and I would try to say, OK, how is how are they shooting this? What I mean, I was I, I was literally trying to figure out everything like do we get the best lens or, you know, the right shutter speed, the right aperture, all of these different things. But. Again, I'm getting back to the point of, uh, you know, what should I have actually followed my dreams to be a photographer in the Navy? Um, at one point, I guess, after it was almost close, you know, to the end of my career, 
I thought about it, but then if had I done that, my career would have been completely different. Uh, my life probably would have been completely different. Um, so I am thankful for maybe, you know, not doing that in the path that was chosen for me. Uh, I wouldn't have the family that I have now. And so I'm grateful for that. And all of the friends that I've met over the years, I'm grateful for that too, because I was still able to, even though I wasn't a, a photographer in the Navy, I was still able to photograph a lot of things while still being in the Navy. And even working on the flight deck, uh, I had access that others didn't have access to, right? I knew the times of the, the flights. I knew the patterns of the, the planes coming in. I knew when to be up there on the LSO platform for people who understand being on the flight deck. So I still have pictures. I even have some on film that uh, I captured that I got to say, I'm actually proud of when I've not seen the, 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 the results that, that I got from because I was like, wow, that's, you know, capturing at this moment. And with film is always a completely different uh, feeling because you don't know what it's going to look like until you get the picture back. Unlike digital, you can see it right away. But I remember just that that I have one that I have in, in my head that, that I'm thinking about. And there's a um, one of the F-18 jets, which one of the squadrons that I was a part of at this point uh, was coming in for a landing. And uh, I captured it with one of my cameras on film. And uh, I just remember from back in 96, 97 time frame when I was trying to, to do the same thing from capturing an F-14 that was going across the uh, the flight deck, doing breaking the sound barrier. And I barely got a picture of that thing because I mean, it moving fast. If you've never seen a, an F-14 break the sound barrier, sorry, for, <laughs> that's sad for you to not have seen that. Uh, but that that ship is no longer I mean, not ship, not ship. That plane is no longer in service with the Navy. It was the plane that they also used uh, during t the first Top Gun movie. Now they switched to the F-18s, which I did work on. Um, but, yeah, it was it was it was quite an experience. But again, uh should I follow my dreams? I guess I kind of did because I still, like I said, I had access to still being able to photograph and it still drove me to be a much better photographer even long after I retired. And uh, so I want to say that even though sometimes people may think that you maybe sh should you follow your dreams, you can still keep your passion about what you want to do uh, while still doing your day job. Right. <laughs> like I have, a, I have a job right now. Right. It's not, photography that's paying me but I'm still passionate about what I'm doing and still you know being part of that photography community and still trying to learn and still trying to better myself and I had I, I do get paid for it but uh it hasn't become like my sole income yet <laughs> but uh anyway just just this is a quick story on how I could have been a, a navy photographer um but I am still following my dreams. I'm still, you know, making this podcast. I'm glad you're listening. Uh, but anyway, it was just a quick story on that. And uh, again, this was this was kind of a wing because off the <laughs> top of my head, because I did actually record this. And I think I probably missed some things that I said before or I've added some things that I've said now. So um, thanks for listening. And I'll talk to you later.